Our scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. Matthew writes, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately. Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The story we just heard a few moments ago from Matthew's gospel and kind of relived it in the singing of that song. It involves a storm. You're probably familiar with the story. Most of you are. The familiar parts include the fact that the disciples were in a boat and a storm came up. The other familiar part is where at least for a few minutes, Peter walks on the water toward Jesus, who came to the disciples walking on the water himself. It's an interesting sequence of events that get us here. The disciples had just watched Jesus feed over 5,000 people with one boy's lunch. And then Jesus tells them to get in the boat. He made them get into the boat and they obeyed. They did what Jesus said. They got into the boat and set out for the other side of the lake. But I thought everything was supposed to go smoothly and be trouble-free when we obey Jesus. Yet that wasn't their experience. Last week, Jeremy had us thinking about what does it mean when we say God is in control? If Jesus, God in the flesh, was in control, I wonder why they still encountered rough waters even though they were obeying him to the letter. They did what he said. Perhaps God knew something they didn't and had a plan 
that they were unaware of. Situations like like this cause us to think about what we really believe and how that belief impacts our decisions and really how it impacts our whole lives. Even though obeying seems to have gotten the disciples in this trouble spot, obedience is always the best choice. Obedience led to a phenomenal revelation of the presence and power of God right there in the middle of that stormy time. This is not the only time there was a revelation of God's power in the middle of a storm. There are several stories in Scripture you'll you'll probably be familiar with as we review them quickly. In Matthew 8, there's another story of Jesus and the disciples on stormy seas. This time Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat and they go and wake him up and they say, Lord, don't you care we're about to perish? In response, Jesus calms the storm with these words. Peace. Be still. It was an incredible revelation of the power of God displayed through Christ. Then there's a story in Acts 27 where Paul, who was a prisoner at this point, along with several others, are traveling by ship and they get caught in a huge storm. Paul tells them, An angel of God has assured me that we'll all survive if we obey God's direction. They barely made it to where they were hoping to get to, but they all survived. Again, as God revealed divine power in their circumstances as they obeyed. And then you probably remember the story of Jonah. In the Old Testament, Jonah tried to run from God. And he gets caught on a ship in a huge storm. All aboard feared the worst, but Jonah knows his running from God is the issue. Into the stormy seas, they throw Jonah, who is then swallowed by a huge fish, who ultimately deposits Jonah on the beach at the place where God had sent him to in the first place. In this story, God used the storm this time to correct or redirect someone who'd been called by God but was hesitant to obey. In multiple places in Scripture, we see that God shows up and intervenes in various ways during stormy times. Does God still show up in stormy times today? A lot of people have gone through stormy times where the storms of life take on different forms. We don't have to be on a boat in high winds and big waves to feel like we're caught in a storm. People go through struggles with serious illness that can feel very much like a stormy time in life. The suffering or death of a loved one can be a huge storm that most of us face at some point. Loss of a job or loss of a home 
can feel very stormy. Broken relationships that cause wounds in our hearts often make life feel like a storm. We don't have to be in a boat. I hear more and more stories of extreme responses that indicate people feel like they're living in a storm right now. In the past few months, as the pandemic has gone on much longer than we anticipated, and I continue to read stories online or hear stories in the news, I keep finding myself shaking my head going, what are people thinking? To which my wife has responded to me several times. It just seems like people in general are on the edge. Almost to the point of being completely out of control. And I've seen evidence of that repeatedly. Responses to a lot of things have been more extreme than normal. People have been less patient than usual. We're fed up with all of those necessary protective changes that have gone on way longer than we wanted them to. Every part of life has a different feel to it because of this storm we call a pandemic. A huge amount of the population seems to feel like they're trying to make it through a storm and don't know if they're going to or not. I heard this week a CDC announcement that the numbers of death by suicide and drug-related causes have skyrocketed this year. It's heartbreaking when stormy times seem to become hopeless times for some people. So it makes me want to keep asking, does God really show up in stormy times today? The answer is yes, absolutely. Just as much so as Jesus showed up in the stormy time that day with the disciples. In Matthew 14, the passage we read, it's intriguing to me that Matthew doesn't use the word storm, even though that's the way we think of this picture. Every translation of scripture I looked at says something about the wind being strong, and because of the strong wind, the waves were big and it beat against the boat. But there are no stormy terms like thunder or lightning or downpour or deluge or anything like that. It was windy to the point they were having problems with the waves, but no indication of a storm. Although it clearly was a stormy time for those disciples. There's also no no mention of them being afraid because of the wind and the waves. I mean, I'm sure they were working hard. They were fighting the waves to get to their destination. I'm sure they were frustrated because they were not making much progress. But they weren't necessarily fearful at this point. I mean, some of those guys had spent years on the lake. They dealt with windy, wavy situations before. So, yeah, maybe they're uh, exhausted because they're not making the progress they wanted to. But it does not say they were afraid until Jesus comes walking toward them on the water. 
and they think they're seeing a ghost. Then they get afraid. Then they begin to cry out in fear, the scripture says. Yes, they eventually come to understand this is Jesus coming to them. But it was not the way they expected to encounter Jesus in the middle of a struggle. They're so freaked out by whatever they saw, even when Jesus says, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Even then, they must have not been certain it was really Jesus. Because what we read is that Peter says something like, oh yeah, prove it. <laughs> if you're really Jesus, prove it. Let me walk on the water to you if it's really you. And you know the story. For a few steps anyway, Peter walks on the water toward Jesus. Have you ever been in a stormy time in life looking for God to show up and you said or thought, okay, God, if you're really here with me, prove it. I mean, maybe we don't actually say prove it to God. But maybe we think something like, God, if you're here, if you're in this, if this is your will, can you somehow send me some confirmation? God, can you in some way affirm that what I think might be you is really you? Sometimes we just need affirmation that God is really with us. Especially when we encounter God in a way we didn't expect, in a situation we never hoped to be in. Sometimes we may feel similarly to the way the disciples on that boat might have felt that night. Even though Jesus is always faithful to be with us in times of need, we probably prefer that we experience Jesus in a way we're at least a little comfortable with, maybe a little familiar with, like through the reading of the scriptures, through a holy presence of God during prayer, through the presence of a godly friend. Everyone occasionally needs to experience Jesus in the stormy times of life. During times of chaos, grief, illness, loneliness, times of uncertainty. And we can depend on his faithfulness to the end of the storms and beyond. But it sure would be nice if God was always revealed to us in a way we expected and understood. but I think God has a bigger picture and a bigger plan. We do experience Christ during stormy times in ways we might never when things are smooth sailing. The disciples were in rough seas being knocked around and shaken up a bit. 
They were scared by the appearance of something they didn't understand, even though they came to know it was Jesus. Peter asked Jesus to prove it's really him. When Jesus gets into the boat, the wind stops. Only then do they, according to the scripture, worship him saying, truly you are the son of God. They had just seen him feed over 5,000 people with one lunch. They had seen him heal people and restore people and do miraculous things. Only now, as Jesus comes to them in the middle of a stormy time, do they seem to really realize who Jesus is And they worship him. It wasn't until he appeared on the big waves of the sea and until the halting of the winds after he entered their boat that they then say, wow, you really are the son of God. You really are the son of God. And there's part of me that wants to look at them and shake my head and laugh a bit and thinking, how could they not have gotten it already? But aren't we sometimes guilty of the same thing? Don't we have regular opportunities to experience the presence, the power, the blessing of God in our lives? Haven't we sensed the Lord's power a lot of times when things are going smoothly and there's no trouble, no struggles, no disappointments, no hurts? But it takes what we might call a stormy time in life for us to fully realize who Jesus is and how Jesus comes to us in those stormy times through the presence of his Holy Spirit. To experience his faithfulness and power in those moments of greatest need. Sometimes we too, like the disciples, take for granted the many evident blessings of God in our lives. And then in moments of difficulty, we find ourselves in need of the words Jesus spoke to his disciples. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Have you had moments like that recently? Jesus spoke those words to them in Matthew's account of this story. We read the same thing in Mark's version of the story, also the boat in the storm story in Mark 6. In John, take heart appears in Jesus' last words to his disciples just before the time of prayer in the garden, just before he is betrayed into the hands of the enemies. Jesus said this in John's gospel, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, 
I have overcome the world. Another way to translate Jesus' words to the disciples is, have courage. Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Courage is an attitude of the heart. A God-given gift to the heart of those who seek God and trust God. Especially in the stormy times of life. Even after not always responding in a worshipful manner when things go well. In those moments where life seems to be beating on us. Like the big waves and the high winds were on the disciples' boat. During those times when life seems to be beating on us. The times when we're all on edge a bit. We can hear those words of Jesus take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And then the similar words from John's gospel. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. As I read those words, they remind me that if Jesus can overcome the world, I can believe Jesus can overcome the storm I'm going through. That we're going through. That our world sometimes goes through. These words are for us today. The key words from the scripture lesson we started with are for us. They remind us that ultimately... Even in the stormy times of life, it's not really about who we are and where we are. It's about who Jesus is and the fact that he is always with us. Always. Where we are in whatever storm we find ourselves and we need not fear the storms we encounter. One more time, hear the words of Jesus from that scripture as though your name is attached to them because in fact they are for each of us. Take courage. Jesus said, it is I. Do not be afraid. Would you pray with me? Lord, plant those words deep in our heart and mind. Because we regularly encounter situations in which we need to be reminded of them. We regularly encounter storms that feel like uh, they're going to take us down. And like the disciples in the story we read, even though we've seen you, multiple times and in multiple ways, pour blessing after blessing into our lives. Sometimes we take you for granted until the storm hits. And then we cry out for you, God help. And maybe even like Peter, sometimes we hope for you to be there, but we have to say, um, 
God, could you prove it? Could you show me? Could you give us assurance it's really you right here, right now, and this time we need you most? That's not because we doubt you, Lord. It's because we doubt who we are. We doubt the, the strength of our own faith. We doubt whether or not we can manage. And so we cry out to you. And we hear the words, take heart, take courage, do not be afraid. I am yours and you are mine. Plant those words deep inside us. Continually open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to sense when you are with us, most particularly in stormy times. Reveal yourself to us according to your wisdom and your will, not our expectation. Remind us, we are always in your presence and we can trust you. And with you, all is well. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.